Welcome to Nuggets Nation, where you'll find the most up-to-date news, stories, and information about the Denver Nuggets and their organization. Brought to you by your host, Ethan Hinschel. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 8 of Nuggets Nation. It's your host, Ethan, and I'm here to bring you guys a recap of this past week's games. I apologize for missing the previous week. I just had been a bit busy with life, and I'm here to bring you guys an episode for this past week. So hopefully you guys will be all caught up to date, and that won't happen again. So to start, they played their Game 2 of their in-season tournament against the Los Angeles Clippers. The Nuggets won 111-108. to This was a really good win for the Nuggets. Uh, the Clippers were coming on a losing streak, coming into the Nuggets. It was... Their second week, I believe, with James Harden on the team, they had yet to just figure out how to play with each other. This was the last game in which all four of the Clippers players started. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. The game right after this, Russell Westbrook supposedly said that he wants to come off the bench. Whether he actually said that or whether the Clippers are doing that and claiming he said that so it makes it look like Westbrook did the team a solid, unsure, but regardless, that's beside the point. Nuggets played well. Jokic had 32 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists. Reggie Jackson had 18 points. Aaron Gordon had 20 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. I thought this game was a real indicator of where the Nuggets were at in terms of their season in a bit, in a way. early. Recognize it's early in the season, so it's important not to just overreact to certain games. It's important to get roughly like a 20-game sample size to really make good determinations on players and how the team is performing. But Jamal Murray is clearly absent from this Nuggets roster and starting lineup. The Nuggets have struggled without Jamal Murray. Though they won tonight and they didn't do so well the previous week, his loss is very noticeable. The offense has a lot less rhythm without him on the floor. The last someone to get up a last shot in the last few seconds of the shot clock is missing. The bench unit now hurts because Reggie Jackson is starting and Christian Brown's getting more minutes. So you're seeing their weaknesses a little more exploited. And just overall, the Nuggets are not as good of a team with Jamal Murray out as he is their starting point guard and a borderline all-star player in this league. So when you lose a player of his talent, yeah, your team's going to suffer a little bit. Fortunately, the Nuggets have a guy named Nikola Jokic who's picked up some slack with Jamal Murray out. As I mentioned in Tuesday's game against the Clippers, he performed really well. So he led them to the victory there. And just overall, Jokic has taken a step up this season, which seems kind of incredible to say. But... He really has, and it's really cool to watch as a fan to just see him really understand the defense and pick it apart. And to me, one of the last plays of the Clippers game, you could clearly see Nikola Jokic pointing out to Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter and all the guys on the floor like what the Clippers were drawing up and where Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard was trying to go with the ball. And they read it to a T, and the Nuggets got the stop. So that was really cool and then such an awesome thing to observe as a fan watching that game just overall there are things to take away for the Nuggets to get better at from this game the first I would say would be free throw shooting the Nuggets really have not shot the free throw well this year at all I believe they rank dead last in NBA in free throw percentage and just free throw attempts they're not getting to the line and when you're not getting to the line and you're not hitting your three-point shot it's hard to score in the NBA and especially without Jamal Murray as I've mentioned it's really hard to score. So it's important to get to that free throw line. 
I think look how well the 76ers are doing this year in Philly. Uh, part of that's a lot due to Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. Got to give them their credit. But at the same time, Joel Embiid is getting to the free throw line an absurd amount. So he is helping the team just get easy points when they need them. And on top of that, you get into the bonus earlier. So when other guys get fouled, they're going to the free throw line. So just like getting into the bonus, being a little more physical in the offensive end, I think will help the Nuggets in terms of the long-term picture here for the season. Obviously, as they finish this week, they start a road trip up starting. They have started, and I'll get into that in a bit. But there are plenty of improvements for the Nuggets. Unfortunately, it's early in the season. It's still November, and they can fix them. Before we know it, in January, they could have fixed all these problems that they've had, and and they might have a few more problems that we'll discover in January, but we'll see. Fortunately, they've been relatively healthy. Obviously, Jamal Murray did get hurt and has been out. Hopefully, we'll see his return soon. I know Michael Malone said there's a chance he might return on this road trip, but I don't think that's relatively optimistic nor realistic i think more of an early december target is a little more realistic and feasible to be honest and then moving on to the second game of the week they played the new orleans pelicans on the road for game three of their in-season tournament the nuggets were 2-0 and going into this point they lost this game it was a pretty disappointing game i'd argue especially just from a fan perspective nuggets found themselves getting down early again to the pelicans you can only get down to teams so early in games. Otherwise, you can't come back. As good as the Nuggets are, when you find yourself down 10, 15, 18 points in the first half of, ba- of a basketball game, it's really hard to come back. Even if you're going to go on 6, 7, 0 runs and just have plus 6, 7, 8, like two, three minute stretches to close out quarters, like, yeah, that's really awesome. And it's great that you can lock in in those latter two, three minutes of each quarter. But you need to play consistently from the tip off to the buzzer at the end of the fourth quarter. And the Nuggets just have not been doing that on a consistent basis since Jamal Murray's been out. And a lot of that's due to the new lineups they're inserting. Michael Malone is having to really play around with the bench. He's not had consistent contributors coming off the bench. Christian Braun had a really good game and then has solid games. It's not like he's playing poorly, but he's not having exceptional games or he's not playing as well necessarily as I think Nuggets fans expected part of that may have been due to rather unrealistic expectations. I would argue just because he was coming off a really good finals performance and the expectation is, Oh, if he had a really good finals performance, then he's just going to clearly elevate his game. And that that doesn't necessarily always translate. And unfortunately in this situation, he hasn't necessarily, and I don't think that's due to his necessary poor play because I don't think he's played poorly I just think it's due to people's expectations and we got to be reasonable with our expectations yes the Nuggets are the defending NBA champions but they also need to figure out that bench unit in order for the Nuggets to win another ring like us fans want them to do so they need to have two three ideally four guys coming off the bench who can be consistent and you know what role they're going to provide at the moment they don't have that and maybe Reggie Jackson's really the only consistent contributor coming off that bench and he's starting at the moment so the Nuggets bench is really struggling so now with our starting lineup without Jamal Murray and Reggie Jackson in the lineup has struggled when they come off the floor and Michael Porter has inserted himself into the second scoring option and 
he has not looked ultra comfortable as a second scoring option, which is a slight concern, I'd argue, for the Nuggets. It's not ultra concerning, and I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but it's important that you can get timely buckets from the players you need, and they can't always be Nikola Jokic or necessarily Jamal Murray. Like Those guys are going to sit out games. They might get hurt. They might be out a few weeks at a time, and it's really important that you just keep powering through, and you got to stay locked in. I think DeAndre Jordan, though he doesn't necessarily play a lot, is such a good player for this team because he's such a good vet, and though he's only won once in his career with the Nuggets this past season, he understands how to get through the mundane aspects of the regular season, and I think that's really important for the Nuggets because they did win the NBA championship. There's going to be parts of the season that feel rather sluggish, and they don't necessarily seem ultra-engaged, and part of that's, yes, because they're the the defending NBA champions, but also part of it's due to the fact that they know how good they are, and it's tough necessarily to turn up when you're playing the Detroit Pistons on the road like they just did this past night. So it's it's tough, and I'm going to talk about that game too, but the Nuggets are in a bit of a rough stretch, and it's a rough stretch with quotations. I know you guys can't see me, but it is a rough stretch with quotations. The Nuggets improved to 10-4, and four, so... Relatively speaking, they're ten and four. That's a really good record, and they got off to a fantastic start. They were nine and two. They had lost two past games before having just beat the Pistons, so now they're one and two on their road trip. And ideally, they can close out this road trip strong, finish with a positive record, going three and two. But we will see. But overall, yeah, in the Pelicans game, they didn't play defense. I do not think they matched the level of Pelicans' physicality inside, whether it was Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas. They just didn't match up well physically. They didn't body them. Um, and just on offense, as I mentioned earlier against the Clippers, I think the Clippers found success when they played the Nuggets really physical. And, yeah, the Nuggets might be a little sore, but they got to recognize that every team is going to come at them this year with a ton of passion and just aggression from the tip-off because they are the NBA champions and they just need to be prepared and as much as they say they are prepared they haven't necessarily shown that preparedness on the court I would argue they have sluggish starts almost consistently lately since Jamal Murray's been out and part of that is Jamal Murray not playing and that's the value that Jamal Murray brings is he avoids that sluggish start because he's going to get you four to seven points in that first quarter maybe ten so when Jokic gets his five or six and Gordon gets his two or his four and Porter gets five and KCP gets three to seven, all of a sudden you're doing well. And then your bench contributes three to seven off the bench in the first quarter and you're doing really well. So it, it's just all, everyone's got a bigger role at the moment and it's a bit of a struggle for the Nuggets encountering that at the moment. But it's something you got to work through. Every team battles injuries all season. You can't use it as an as an excuse, I know the Nuggets are not, and Michael Malone won't use that as an excuse, but it's it's frustrating to see when guys, you're not asking them to do a whole lot, but they just can't fulfill that small role, especially guys coming off the bench. So that's going to leave us off going into the Cavs. Once again, the Nuggets lost, 121-109. It wasn't a good game. There wasn't really too many positives I could take away from this game. Nikola Jokic got in foul trouble, and... I'm going to talk a bit about that because I thought that was actually really important. Nikola Jokic has been playing a little carelessly and slop, sloppy, I would argue. Um, he just hasn't been his usual self. Part of that, once again, Jamal Murray. The key theme of this is Jamal Murray is out and the Nuggets need him back rather soon. I don't want to say desperately because I don't think that's a the true situation here. 
But the Nuggets need Jamal Murray back, and everyone has suffered without Jamal Murray, and that's including Nikola Jokic. And it's not like he's played poorly. It's he's had to exude a lot more energy, and that's not good for the long-term picture for the Nuggets. So when we take all those things into account, the Cavs game stood out to me because the Nuggets did not play good on defense. They were not physical. They turned the ball over a ton. They were careless with the ball. And they just picked up silly fouls. Like, you got to get back on defense and play and move your feet and put your hands in the air and box out and rebound. The Nuggets weren't doing those things, and they haven't been doing them consistently. And as a fan, you ask the question, like, when are they going to start doing them consistently? Does this have to be a concern for Nuggets fans? And as a fan and just an avid basketball watcher, I think we got to give it a little bit more time before we say it's a concern of ours. But at the same time, the expectation is the defending NBA champions know how to box out and rebound well. Like These are fundamental basketball things that guys learn starting in high school, and they're not performing them. And they're not performing them on a day-to-day NBA basis. They're getting paid millions of dollars to play this game, and they can't do the fundamental things. They're doing the challenging things really well. Michael Porter, you hit threes off the dribble. You come off screens, hit threes. You you drive and make tough layups, and you do all those things really well offensively, and then you come on the defensive end, and maybe you try. It doesn't necessarily look like you're trying, and you don't like play defense that well, and Coach Malone isn't going to necessarily sub you out for your poor defense, but it doesn't help the team when you're playing poor defense, and I don't mean to just rant on Michael Malone here. Sorry, Michael Porter here. I'm not ranting about Michael Porter. He's just getting picked on because he has not been playing the best defense lately. And if you mentioned, and for any Michael Porter fans out there, you for sure, if you've been listening, you know that I shouted him out and said he's got wonderful two-way potential. And I still believe that. I'm still a Michael Porter fan. Just because he's been playing bad defense doesn't make me jump off being a fan of his. I I don't do that. If if I like you, I'm going to stick with you through thick and thin. And right now, Michael Porter just isn't playing good defense and he's getting beat off the dribble. He's getting beat on screens. I think it's a lack of communication too. He's a step slow. And I don't know if it's the ankle. I don't want to give that an excuse anymore because we're multiple weeks into the NBA season. And hopefully that ankle is still not bothering him. And if it is, maybe he should sit out a game or two because you can't use that as an excuse anymore. The first week or two, sure. Okay, but it's not. We're almost at Thanksgiving. Thursday is Thanksgiving. So you got to turn up and play better basketball. It's really that simple. I know maybe some of you are like, damn, Ethan, you're speaking with a lot of aggression today. And like, sure, that might be accurate. But also it's just because like, I'm upset. Um, They have the talent to play better basketball and they're not. So that is frustrating. When you're not good and you're not playing well, that's one thing. But when you're talented like the Nuggets are and you're not performing on a night-to-night basis, it's frustrating. Because as a fan, I see the talent that they have. And they're just not executing. It's the small things. They're not. They're turning the ball over. They're not pushing the ball well enough in transition. When they are pushing the ball well in transition, they're turning it over. They're picking up careless fouls. Nikola Jokic has got some technicals. And I'm going to allude to that in tonight's game. I'm recording on Monday night just after the game. And... For those who watched the game, Nikola Jokic was ejected, as was Michael Malone. So pretty eye-popping to see both those people ejected from a game. I don't know if they've ever been ejected in the same game before, much less such a short time span in which they were ejected. Fortunately, the Nuggets won, which is awesome. The Nuggets won. This was a great team win. They have a lot to improve upon after this game. However, 
the Detroit Pistons were coming into this game on an 11-game losing streak. So they really had nothing to lose. They're facing up against the defending NBA champions. The Nuggets were – this is the second night of a back-to-back, which is always tough. Ironically, the same five starters started, but as I alluded to, Jokic did get ejected for two technicals, as did Michael Malone. And from that point on, Michael Malone, I believe, got ejected in the late first quarter, early second quarter, and Nikola Jokic got ejected, I believe, in the second quarter. I was watching. I was just also making dinner while following along, so wasn't super closely watching the game right then and there. But I watched the second half really closely in pretty much the second quarter, just not the first quarter. Play-by-play necessarily, but I did rewind to give you guys a recap, so do not worry. I did watch the game in its entirety. However, Jokic has got to keep his cool. I don't care if necessarily you believe the ref missed a foul call. you got to keep your cool. You are the world's best player at basketball. You are the team's most important player, especially with Jamal Murray out. The Nuggets can't afford to lose you. And you get ejected in the second quarter when your team needs a win. You're 0-2 on the road trip. This is a must-win game. I don't care that it's a back-to-back. You're facing the Detroit Pistons. I'm sorry, Detroit Pistons fans, but your team is not good. You guys suck, okay? The Nuggets better win. Like, they better fucking win. So, they did, and it wasn't pretty. I don't think it was a good win. They won, but, like, a win is a win, and I'm not going to get upset about winning. But, man, was it not necessarily an enjoyable game to watch from just a good basketball standpoint. There were so many foul calls. I thought the refs were so ticky-tacky in the fouls they called. Jokic, yeah, he wasn't getting a lot of calls, but you got to play through it. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, you got to play through the contact. Just like the Golden State Warriors have played through the contact for almost a decade now, they're not going to get the calls because you're the defending NBA champions. It just works that way. Everyone knows it. If you're a basketball fan, you know they call some players tougher. LeBron James does not get half the calls he deserves. That man gets fouled a tremendous amount when he drives into the paint. And he doesn't get it. And you know what? Like, yeah, he moans and complains and talks to the ref and sometimes gets teed up but at the end of the day you just got to keep playing and you got to keep doing the same thing because eventually they are going to call the foul and you can't let the opposing player guarding you win in terms of like yeah he's getting in my head and Jokic is letting Isaiah Stewart and Marvin Bagley get in his head and Jalen Duran like these are not guys that are good enough to get in Nikola Jokic's head frankly no one is good enough to get in Nikola Jokic's head he is that good of a player that he should allow no one to get in his head. So the fact that he's gotten so frustrated the past few games is more just like something he's got to recognize because it affects the team. If you're not willing to admit Nikola Jokic getting so frustrated affects the team, it's going to lead to everyone else getting a little more frustrated because if you see your leader, Nikola Jokic, not getting frustrated when he's getting absolutely mauled down in the paint, we can say he's getting mauled down in the paint on the block. And Michael Porter maybe gets fouled on a three-point attempt, and he starts barking at the ref and doesn't trot back on defense and transition, and the opposing team makes an easy bucket because Jokic just did it on the previous possession. It's like, well, our leader did it, so I'm going to bark at the ref too. And it's like, Jokic is a different example. He has the right to bark at the ref. He doesn't necessarily have the right to get thrown out the game. He can't do that to his team. But Michael Porter, you don't necessarily have the right to bark at the ref and not get back on defense. Like, we're talking about Nikola Jokic, the world's best player. Certain players have the right to argue with the referees, and Nikola Jokic is that. Was I absolutely disappointed that they threw him out the game? 100%. For all basketball fans out there, especially when really good teams are on the road, like the Detroit Pistons, for instance, this is a wonderful example. The Detroit Pistons are not a good team, as I alluded to. I said they sucked. They do. They're not good. 
fans coming to today's game, yeah, they might come to see the Pistons. But they're also coming to see the Nuggets. The Nuggets are the defending NBA champions, and they're coming to see Nikola Jokic. And you threw him out in second quarter. Like, what are you doing? You like, you can't do that as a referee. Like, I I don't know what he said that made him lose his cool so much that got him ejected. But you can't do that as the referee. These fans are coming to see these guys, and you're just tossing them like. What? Makes no sense. And sorry for that ramp, but yeah, like it it doesn't make any sense. And you want your best players playing. The NBA, if we're thinking about this as a business, you want your best players on the floor. And when your referees are tossing your best players in the game, it's it's mind-boggling for ultra nothing. And that ref has to know Nikola Jokic at that point in the game already has one technical foul. So he can't pick up that second technical, otherwise he will be ejected. I'm not saying that players shouldn't get thrown out. I'm just saying let's make sure it's deserved, okay? We got to make sure it's deserved before players get just tossed for utterly meaning bullshit, honestly. It's that simple. And for those of you who are, maybe this is your first episode listening in, well, welcome. I am going to passion, I would say, for my love of basketball, for the, my love of the Nuggets, and really just like kind of my personality. I've been holding a bit back recently just because I'm relatively new to podcasting, but I just want to be my true authentic self, and that's what I'm going to be. So some of these episodes are going to have some swearing in it, so I apologize if that's not what you like to hear. I'm only going to use it when I feel it's absolutely necessary and it's my true self. And I do swear when among when I am amongst friends and other things. But yeah, the Nuggets won tonight and it was a team win, as I said previous. And just it, it, it can be better. It can be better. Unfortunately, it's November. It's Monday night. So they have plenty of room to get better and areas to improve upon. Michael Malone getting ejected also didn't help the team. Part of that, I believe, was him trying to just set a spark for the team. They had no, not necessarily passion, but they they weren't coming into this game with any aggressiveness. The Pistons were just kind of getting easy offensive rebounds and just other things like that. And there's area where the Nuggets need to get better. It's defense, it's rebounding, it's free throw shooting. And those three areas are so crucial for the Nuggets because if you don't get better in those areas, you're not going to win an NBA championship. The Nuggets won last year because they rebounded the ball tremendously well. They played tremendous defense and they shot the free throw ball well when they needed to. And when you do all three of those things consistently, night in, night out, Good things will happen to your NBA team. And the Nuggets just aren't doing those. And they're winning just on the level of sheer talent they have, which is like, okay, cool. But this is not a sustainable way to win. We can't just rely on Nikola Jokic dropping 35-point triple-doubles. Like, that's not reliable. And though those are relatively close to his season averages, which is awesome, we shouldn't have to ask him to carry us to victories every night because the Nuggets have a good team. And this isn't the Nuggets of four or five years ago when Jokic was by far the best player. And yeah, he is by far the best player now. That wasn't necessarily the best analogy that I was trying to give. More what I was trying to say was Nikola Jokic, the talent he had on the Nuggets four or five years ago, is not even comparable to the talent he has on today's team. KCP, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray is a much better player. Michael Porter is a much better player. He wasn't necessarily even drafted four or five years ago necessarily. Or he was five, but six, he wasn't there. So the Nuggets have a better team. Michael Malone is a better head coach. Their coaching staff has been with the team more years. They have more congruency with the team. Just chemistry, all of the 
the above. The Nuggets are better. So they're winning on sheer talent right now. And that's all right. You can do that sometimes in the NBA. But when it comes to the playoffs, you can't necessarily just win off sheer talent. You need to play well as a team. And the Nuggets are not doing that on a consistent basis. And as they continue on this road trip for these latter two games and continue on in their in-season tournament, I would really just love for the Nuggets to play more consistently. And I know that's going to come with the return of Jamal Murray, and I hope it's soon. And I hope when he does return, they can get back to the basketball that they were playing before he got hurt because that basketball was really good and really impressive. But overall, there are some things to work on. I don't want to blow them out of proportion. Please listen to other episodes to not think that, oh, Ethan's just being so negative about the Nuggets. That's not true. I've been actually pretty positive about the Nuggets, and I'm always going to try to be pretty positive because they are a great team. And I don't want to just harp on the negatives, but it's important to touch on the negatives when they do occur. But if this is your first time listening, I'm doing a really cool giveaway. So for one of the first 500 subscribers to my podcast and those who follow my TikTok, which I will include in my podcast episode description, we'll have a chance to win a free Nikola Jokic jersey. So all you got to do is follow and subscribe. It's super simple. I look forward to giving it away, and I look forward to catching up with you guys next Tuesday. Once again, I apologize for missing last week's episode. It won't happen again. Cheers. Have a great Tuesday. Take care, guys. Bye.